Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans, this is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! It's my birthday too, yeah. <laughs> you say it's your birthday. You're gonna have a good time. On your birthday. On my birthday. Gonna have a good time. It's my birthday. That sounds kind of Prince-like. You like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this song. The crew. What's what? Who who's, does this song, Candy Sprinkles? Def Leppard. The Hit Crew. Hit Crew. Starring Def Leppard. Woo-hoo. To Fork Talk, episode 17. And guess what it is? What is it? It's our birthday. It is our birthday. This is the one year anniversary of the very first talk, first Fork Talk ever. That's true. That's true. Yep. So happy birthday, Brett. Happy birthday, Big Daddy. I'm sorry, Hoss. Happy birthday, Candy Sprinkles. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday, Slim Jim. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Devil Ange. Happy birthday. <laughs> She's feeling a little hoarse. Is she? <laughs> She's feeling a little donkey, too, but that goes without saying. Hey, nah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantabulous. Hey, we have got uh, most of the staff here, Big Daddy. Yeah, we're pretty close. Uh, welcome to Fork Talk, everyone. Um, you have and have heard uh, Candy Sprinkles. Hey, folks. And I love that we should, she does that like it's a prairie home companion or something. She sounds like there was, you know, when I was a little kid, there was a show where you had a lady and a little puppet. And the little puppet and the lady sounded exactly alike, but then the lady would talk and her mouth, her mouth would move. Uh-huh. And when she did the puppet, her mouth would move. It was horrible. I think she I'm going to start saying hi, I think, yeah, I think you sound like uh, Mr. Hanky from uh, South Park. Isn't he a, isn't he a turd? He's a turd. Howdy huh. ho, folks. <laughs> Boy, it's nice and flowery in Just here. Don't sound like the old man, the, the pervert guy. <laughs> no. Hey, want to reach into my pocket? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want that. I like your lily white, creamy lies. That's not good. <laughs> uh, Devilange, intern Slim Jim, uh, security rhino, patrolling the border in Canada. Our chief scientific officer, Dr. Ken Noise Waterbeck. The official cartoonist, Matt Thompson, Vargas Highlander. Our roving reporter, the international man of mystery, Miles Wetzel. I love the way you say that. Miles Wetzel. Uh, the, uh, our official historian, Roger Saunders. He is our official historian. He is. Roger Gandalf Saunders. And his all-girl kazoo band. And uh, our number one fan, of course, Audrey, Audrey Rose Walker. Audrey Rose Walker. Website, www.fork-talk.com. Don't forget the dash. Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. And now we're off to the old sponsor shouts. I love sponsor shouts. 
So today, I get to, I, it's my honor to read about our sponsor, Clevenger Sheaves. Woohoo! Setting a level of excellence in anything you do is worthy, is a worthy accomplishment. Did you know that? Yes. It truly is. Transforming the battered burlap pillow bag sheaf of old into a work of art. That is a trademark of Clevenger Bag. You know it, brother. Distinctive in look and performance, Clevenger sheaves are hand-built to exacting specs of consistency, long life, and PR flying joy. Available 20, 16, and 10-pound options. Big Daddy, he's up to... <laughs> oh, boy. Bobo the uh, monkey uh, Bobo boy. The monkey At boy. it again. Boy, that kid needs a freaking anima. He cannot write. Big Daddy, did you know that he's up over 500 bags sold? Why, no, I didn't, Toss. 85 forks as well. Jeez. Are they three-time? Of course they are. Well, good, because if it was two-time, you could only count them as half. <laughs> That's true. Clevenger is also sponsoring a good friend of ours. Yes. Duncan McCallum. You. Yep. This year, he is going to be making his pro debut. That's after he competes in the Amateur World Championships. This is true. Indeed. You can contact uh, good old Jason at uh, on Facebook, Clevenger Sheaves. Tell him that Fork Talk sent you, and he'll probably give you a discount of nothing. Nothing. Because, because you know why? Why? Because you don't need a discount because they're so goddamn cheap. Well, that's true. Good value. Good value for the money because that's exactly right. Isn't inexpensive, but it is a work of art and is very important to well, our lives. He hand makes every one of them. Okay, I mean this isn't right. like you handmade. Know, the bags of old, like uh, you know, you get back in the day, right? Stuff right. with human hair, right? These right. are actually good working bags. Human back hair, I think, were the original, and some pubic as well. <laughs> really? Yes. Ouch. Yeah. They actually make the bag fly funny. Do they? Yeah, they spin. Interesting. You know, yeah. pubic hairs are curly. Because they're curly. Yeah. yeah. Got mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I understand that. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have got a great show for you, Foca Focas. What do we have today? We got uh, pop culture and current events, as always. Oh, yeah, my favorite. We've got famous firsts uh, in um, lieu of our first birthday. Having a one-year anniversary so of So we're Fork having Talk. famous firsts instead of our first birthday? No, we're going to talk about famous firsts. Well, you said in lieu of. Oh, yeah. I, I did use the wrong word there. Yeah. Thank you, English pleasure. major. Minor. Yeah. And uh, and we've got Ask Fork Talk is back. We can ask the, Fork Talk. The old mailbag ba- mail is back. The old mailbag. Hey, <laughs> mailbag, say something. Hi-de-ho. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old mailbag. Nice, nice. <laughs> All righty. So we we got to start out with some shout-outs here, you know, because uh, like we always say, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Shoulders of giants. So we got, uh, let's see, we got some web and Facebook shouts. Uh, we're up to 636. Ooh. That's pretty amazing, Thir- I think. 636. I like it. I still want 1,000. That's my new number. I'm telling you. We're going well, after 1,000. You're not too far away. No, I'm, I'm You'll, 300 you, and change. Yeah, well, you know, there was a day when we only had 100. I know. And we bitched because we didn't have two. I know. Well, well I bitched. You did. Yeah. You, you complained. So, well, I've noticed that since I stopped complaining, our likes have gone up. This is true. And well, also, I've been, you know, friending people and adding them. It's funny. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, it's funny the way you, when you don't berate people, they actually like to enjoy, oh, communicate. Really? Yeah. yeah is, that, is that where we're going tonight? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's where we were. You know what? After the show, you yep. and I need to have a little talk. <laughs> um. 
so recent uh, likes. Let's because we love shouting out to new Fork Talk Nation members, right? Let me proofread this first to make sure old Bobo got all the names spelled right. Looks good so far. I did good. It's Stefan Dimitrika. Oh my God! You just butchered that name. Dimitrika. Dimitrika. Stefan. Stefan. It's Stefan. Stefan Dimitrika. Sorry, Stefan. Jim Grohl. Grown. I'm oh, taking grown. over. I'm, I'm done. You're done. Jim Grown. <laughs> let, let Big Daddy Jim read Grown. <laughs> oh, let's do every other one. I let can it, do this. Okay, you, you do, do this. James McAllister. Philip Noriega. Hey, good job, brother. Walt Ellis. Joe Rogers. As in Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Melissa Gamble, my office partner from work. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Tim Whitland shouts Tim. Joe Latempa, professional wrestler from New York City. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, Juanita Elliott. A nurse that used to work with us, and now she's in PA school. Wow. Yep. Well, you got all kinds of friends on here. I didn't know you had I didn't know you knew so many people. Well, you know, it's a it's part of the part of the game, you know, when you're as popular as I am. <laughs> uh, you're up next. Oh yeah, Chris Claggett. Chris. Yeah. Chris it, the Clagster. Is it Claggett or Claggett? It's Claggett. Gotcha. Uh, Will Gray. No, you didn't mess that one up. No, it's hard uh, to. <laughs> Robbie Fifty Walden. Shades of Will Gray. That's what his name <laughs> That's is. That's nickname. Will Fifty Shades of... <laughs> we got Robbie Walden, country music singer, who at this moment, right now as we speak, is in Nashville. Really? hmm Wow. He's a local guy. Cool. Actually used to compete as a strongman. Oh, yeah? You know, he's he's, a, he's about 5'4", about 170 pounds, but the guy is solid, springy muscle. Okay. And um, I think he competed as a lightweight, pretty much. But... Uh, Super talented guy on the guitar. I actually have one one of his uh, CDs. Do you think nice. he could write us a song about Sheaf? I'm, th- I'm pretty sure he probably could. Oh, yeah. we should ask. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably charge us for it because now he's a big time guy in Nashville and all that stuff. Oh yeah, Michael Neese. Michael Neese. You met him? Have I? Masters World Championships. Oh yeah, big guy. <laughs> well, that that narrows it down. <laughs> that's that's what we've said that before. People. I'm going to look for you at this uh, Portland game or whatever. Um, that was Pleasanton. Look for a big guy. <laughs> look for a big guy wearing a kilt. Yeah. Mm. Hey, look, no, no, no. No, look for a big bald guy wearing a kilt. You'll never see one of those there. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, ben Hawk, he's a UFC fighter. Wow. Melod- Melody Meekins. She is the girlfriend, dare I say fiancé, yes. of our photographer for Bellingham. Mr. Andrew Colstead. Oh, Andrew. Oh, mm-hmm. I've met Melody then. She was, she was at, at, my birthday at the birthday party. At uh, Stephanie and I birthday mm-hmm. party. Very good. Uh, you're, you're up. Am I? Yep. Chris Chafin. Chris Chafin. He, he's a cop. Is he? He's a cop from the East Coast. Is he chafed? Mm, I don't know. I might want to ask him. <laughs> Not when he's armed. <laughs> James Nicklin. James Nicklin from Arizona. He used to be a medic that worked with me over at Madigan. Good God, you're impressive. You know all these people. I'm telling you. Holy cow. Matthew Wannett. Strongman competitor who happens to be engaged to Julie Peterson. Oh, congratulations. Amber Minnick. She's an Army sergeant. Wow. Mike Snellgrove, Jr. Don't know him. I know Sr., though. (laughs) 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 I know Mike Snellgrove, Sr., and I know Mike... Snellgrove the third, but for some reason I've never met Junior. <laughs> it's really weird. All right, well that uh, that does it for our Facebook shouts. Thank yeah, you very much for all of our friends and, and uh, listeners and stuff like that for recommending people to uh, like us on Facebook. 
I'm very impressed with that. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's do some Facebook Fork Talk Nation updates and musings. First of all, um, unfortunately, occasionally across this last year when we've been on a podcast, uh, Jay, we have had to give shouts to people who are a bit in distress, right? Yeah, we do. Whether, whether it was, um, gosh, during, you know, during the podcast season, we'd had um, tsunamis and things that we had to give shouts out to and, oh, yeah. and a variety of different, you know, tragedies around the world. <clears throat> so very sad when that happens. Tornadoes. And in this case, um, we need to give shouts out to someone actually local for us, right? Shouts mm-hmm. to the uh, Oso mudslide yeah. area, right? Yeah, that's a we got some throwers from up in that area, not there in particular, but um, uh, Acme is where the Tamilas are. Okay, and then uh, you know a bunch of those guys are up there in that area, like Arlington area. You know? I would imagine that has hit national news. So it has. parts of the nation, you know, the Fork Talk Nation will maybe have seen this. It's been all over the national news yeah. and international news all week. But if you've been in the gym and not watching news, uh, Fork Talk Nation, which is possible. Cause which is where getting, you've been, obviously. But yeah, obviously. Because you don't know shit about what's going on. But, I, man, you are huge. I don't know, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Um, but um, we had a – there's an area north of um, the Seattle area. Um, and it has a, um, they had a huge mudslide. I mean, uh, how many massive tons was it, uh, Candy? It covered three solid miles, didn't it? Yeah, it's like a square mile. It's like four stories high, and the volume of mud is equal to five times the concrete that's in the Hoover Dam. Yeah, so it just this massive amount of wall of earth and mud that just basically flew down, and they still have 90-plus people that are unaccounted for, you know, that they're... 17 confirmed dead, but 90 missing. Everybody they've found so far has been uh, unfortunately dead, so... Uh, shouts to them. That's an unfortunate situation. Shouts and thank- to all the rescuers. Yeah, I was going to say, thankful to all the people who go there who have taken time off from their busy lives just to go search. Right. Yeah. And, these, and these guys are working like hours upon hours, and, you know, they're 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 not eating. They're just searching. You right. Know, guys are busting their asses for people who don't even know. Right. Yep. But, you know, that's what happens when you have disasters. You know, you get people like that that... You know, they're, yeah, the they're, they're selfless and they, you know, they want to help and, you know, that makes them feel good. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, uh, did you see this, Big Daddy, uh, the plethora of pitchforks that was I, on the Facebook yeah, page? Yeah, I did see that. I, I actually uh, got really excited. <laughs> Shouts to Dave Summers on that. That was awesome. Um, I, I loved that it quickly jumped right into um, quoting lines from Three Amigos. <laughs> Which was it doesn't good. take long. Doesn't take long. Um, and then uh, our historian Roger Saunders put up that painting of the gods debating two time versus three time. That was yeah, good as yeah. well. And three time one, of course, of course. Um, there was a great picture of uh, Crush Rusher mm-hmm. and his son. Did you see that with their yeah. with the four hundredth Clevenger Bag Award winner? I did. That yeah, was, that was real really cool. cool. Yeah. Really cute little boy. Yep, they were all decked out in purple, purple bags, and his uh, his um, um, G Force purple shirt on. Right, right. It's sure. a good good thing that the kid's cute because a crush is an ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> I can say that because I won't be seeing you much this year, probably. Right. <laughs> and and as has been mentioned, um, Haas has been a bit out of uh, out of touch lately. I have had a pretty serious 
working scenario, new job type stuff. So I'm busy, busy all over the place, traveling a lot. And so I've been a bit disconnected from the day to day. And so I have a question for you, Big Day. Shoot. Because I've missed something entirely. Well, when you say that you've been out of touch, yeah. um, I mean, I wouldn't say you're out of touch. You're out of reach. You know what I mean by that? Okay. It means if I wanted to, I could get in touch with you. True. But for some reason, you won't allow me to, so I can't reach you. <laughs> you, get it? you see how that works? I see what you're saying okay. there. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, the question is, what is the dealio with this Kaber record? Oh, now thing? you got me fired up. <laughs> I I don't know. Fork Talk Nation, I promise. <laughs> I, I did not follow this on Facebook. I don't know anything about it. All I know is that I got a, like this obscure note that said, are you going to talk about Kaber records on Fork Talk? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> And they yeah. said, "Ask Big Daddy." Yeah, let me tell you something. Okay, so educate me. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm I'm I'm, con- <laughs> I'm concerned a rant is coming on, but I, I like it. I'm oh, ready yeah. for a rant. You got you got the you got full on Big Daddy mode right now. I'm like a locomotive. Woo woo. <laughs> okay, bring it on. I'm All right, ready. let me tell you what's going on. So you and I, we've been involved in a, an organization before. That one of their little claim to fames, call it the circus stunt was to set a Guinness Book of World Records by flipping the most cabers at once. Right. Okay. Now, we've, we've, we're talking about the Masters World Championships in Inverness this year, okay. you know, 2014. Uh-huh. And what happened was the guy who used to run said organization is living in Scotland currently. Okay. The guy who ran the organization here in the States, not the guy that runs the games in Inverness. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So... He, let's, let's call him Bowler, code name. Yeah, Bowler. Let's, let's call him. That's a good idea, Candy. We're going to call him Bowler. Bowler, okay. Um, or Clown Shoe, whichever one. Right? But <laughs> anyway, so Bowler, um, you know, charms his way into this event. And, of course, he brings his sideshow with him, which is the caber-turning world record deal. Okay? Gotcha. Well, anybody who's been to one of these knows that is one of the most unsafe events you can possibly do okay right because you have to have 40 50 plus guys and women with cabers in close proximity in close proximity now the standard caber for this turn and turning event i happen to find out was has to be 14 foot nine inches long and 60 pounds plus okay okay so but of course you know you're not going to ever find 50 cabers that are that size. Some are going to be bigger. Some are going to be smaller. Right. So in I'll use Vegas as an example. Okay. They did it in Vegas on one of the streets downtown. Right. And we've talked about that. It was There's a video of it on YouTube that I actually posted. Right. And it shows the most unsafe thing you've ever seen because you've got these people with cabers up. And some of them guys are having a hard time getting them up and keeping them up. Right. And so the guys that are holding them are holding them forever. Right. And behind them is a crowd. And yes. the crowd is close enough to where you could they could figuratively take one step forward and touch each thrower. That's how close they were. They were close. If a caber fell backwards, which is often all something the, yeah, that happens, happens it would have time. fallen right in the crowd. Or if you're like me, 
I always take like three steps back before I even go to tourniquet. Sure. Right? Right. So anyway, the same person who ran that got involved with the Masters World Championship people and conned them basically into doing the same stunt. Okay. Right? And so uh, the, the, I'm not going to say it's always done badly. <clears throat> In Fergus last year, Lynn Boland Richardson, and the reason I'm going to name that person is because they did such a great job. Okay. Um, did it perfectly and professionally. They didn't make the record, but it didn't. It wasn't cabers in the air, which I've always thought is bullshit because it looks like pixie sticks. Right. They were turned cabers. They turned forty nine of them. Wow. Okay. They missed the record by like one or two. Okay. Wow. That's the way it's supposed to be done. It was done safely. Everybody enjoyed it. Nobody got hurt. Nobody even got close to being hurt. Right. Okay. Now. Um, that wasn't the case at another attempt with another with the same or other organization, not Fergus, where somebody actually uh, badly sprained or broke their ankle mm. doing that little stunt, and that was in California. Wow. Okay. So anyway, it kind of blew up, you know, back and forth to the point where um, the AD of online it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was back and forth on NASGA. Um, it was back and forth on Facebook. Um, you can actually find the post on NASGA. So if anybody's interested, you know, just Go on NASGA, go on the general, and you'll find it. Okay. And um, there's some, you know, the Internet's funny because there are a lot of people that use it, and there are a lot of people, a lot of different personalities come out. My personality, as you know, as everybody knows, what you see is what you get. And I'm the way I am here on the air is the same way I'm on Facebook, the same way I'm on email. The same way I'm in your face. So if you and I are at a games and somebody is talking shit, I'm going to talk shit right back to them. Right. Right. Yep. There are people on the internet, we like to call them trolls, who <laughs> think they can say anything they want to to anybody and get away with it. Well, I'm not one of those guys. So when they say something to me and they get smart-ass to me, I always tell them, you may want to get smart-ass now, but when I see you at the next games, you're going to have to answer it. Right. 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 And so uh, one of the guys basically took that as a threat, and I said, it's not a threat. It's actually a promise. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there I've you go. I've seen this play out with you before, actually. Yeah, yeah, it has played out before. Yeah. So the bottom line is an event as big as the Masters World Championships, as you and I both know because we've attended them. Okay? Yep. I've attended one. You've been to two. Yep. Um, they're a really cool event. Yeah, and very. They're, and they're, they're run very well. Yep. You know, Kevin Rogers uh, runs a great show. It's very professional. Um, the awards are very nice. Everything moves really quick for... I mean, we had 100 and what, 150 throwers at ours? Something like that, yeah. yeah. A lot. And to att- you know, now it's going to be in Scotland, the home of Highland Games. Yeah, which is know? awesome. Yep. And I just, you know, my chop on it is at the end of three days, basically it's a three-day event. Yeah. Who in the hell wants to do a damn caber record throw? So is that what they're doing? They're proposing that after all of the events, after three days of throwing, yeah. they're going to do uh, try and do a world caber Sun- attempt. Yeah, Sunday it's, evening. It's not even – yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a done deal. It's going to happen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that that's where this whole, you know, bunch of schmear came from. Ah, you know, I ex- yeah. gosh, I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah, it puts a bad taste in your mouth. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, the only thing you can do as a thrower is not participate. I mean, if you if you think it's unsafe and you don't want to do it, you cannot participate. Right, right. If I were at an event and I felt that it was unsafe, I would speak up. Yeah, right. You know, and you would too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
you know, when you're when you're running against some of the people and personalities in some of these organizations, it's it's hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, people don't want to they don't want to ruffle feathers or whatever. But yeah. You know, but anyway, bottom line is, with so much going on in a weekend, and it is the Masters World Championships, how much more do you really need? Right. You know, I mean, the, the event itself is huge. Right. So a circus sideshow like a caber turning event like that is just it's just ridiculous. I think. Right. That's my opinion. Is the was there major debate on just the whole attempts versus actual turns? No, no, that didn't even come really into it much. Uh, is, it, is there a consensus on that that to break a record it needs to be turns, consecutive turns, I believe, as opposed I believe, to I believe, just I believe, in the air? That is a point. But the only argument was whether or not it was actually a good idea to do because of its uh, relatively unsafe. Where was the last, uh, where was the supposed record set last? That's a good question. Because, I mean, like, was this Vegas thing? I know they claimed that was the biggest at they, the time, right? They claim it as a record, but I've, you know, but there was I've only never maybe, seen documentation. Well, there know. was only maybe three or four turned cabers. There weren't any. It was like pixie sticks. Yeah. You know, so, you know. Maybe there were three or four. I don't know. I think there was a couple that turned, but not many of the 40 or 50 or whatever it was. But it's a debacle. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard enough to remain safe at a Highland Games, just being there for eight or nine events and throwing all day long. Right. Uh, How many close calls have we seen, you know, in safely run games? Right. Yeah. Only to put something that's so blatantly unsafe into a, into an event. Interesting. You know, so. Yeah. You know, basically, my concern is I don't really care about the people who are putting it on as far as that goes. I don't even know them. Okay, I mean, I know them from Facebook and stuff like that. Right. I know the Masters World Championships guys. Yeah. They're not really pushing this. Let me, I'll dare me dare me to say that. Right. But the people who are pushing for it, you know, I don't think they have the thrower's best interest in mind. Right. Really. Interesting. Candy's raised her hand. She raised her hand. How That's about weird. that? She just talks. I know. Turn Usually I just talk. Down. I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> so I'm on the Guinness World Records website, and yes. the only mm, caber, definitive. the only caber record is most caber tosses in three minutes, and the record is 14. Alistair Gunn. And was achieved by Kevin Fass of Canada in Quinte West, Ontario, Canada, on 7th September 2013. How big was the cabers, say? Kevin used two cabers during the attempt, each 16 feet 6 inches in length and weighing 92 pounds. Oh, that's not a bad stick. That's not a bad stick. So he would Those are go than... back and forth between the two cabers. And he's a multiple Guinness World Records title holder. So um, good for him. But that's there's that's the only caber record. So, so there is four, no record. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. 14 turns... In three minutes. In three minutes. In three minutes. That's you know, cardio there, but brother. That's one person. That's a you know, that's yeah. a bigger Does it show him? That's a bigger stick no, no, than no. you know that uh, that old uh, British television show where Alistair Gunn and um uh the other guy are doing Francis Brebner. And Brebner are doing the um caber tosses into the basket. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think those cabers were very big, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. No. Um, you know, they weren't 16 feet and 90 pounds. No, no, no. They no, were, no. you know, they were, I mean, it, it was still amazing. Well, I mean, putting them in a basket is pretty freaking uh, Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. For, <laughs> Fork Talk Nation, put the pen down. Don't be sending in hate mail. Yeah, here comes Brebner it, now, knocking it, on our door. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I've never seen anything like it in my life. 
Um, but those were a smaller, even a smaller stick than that. So, but my point is, there is no Guinness World Record for saber tossing. Right, it's so for a group for a right. group, which so means that no one has done. actually applied to Guinness or paid to have the Guinness people there because you have to pay them. Well, and every time, exactly, and every time that they've said, "Oh, we set the record," I never see any verification because normally, if you're a participant, you'll get your own certificate. So if there's of 50 course. guys or girls, it's not official. Each one gets a certificate saying that they're part of that world record. It's not official. I set a world yeah. record for toothpick tossing last night. You did not. I did. I you did got too. Verification. Me. Okay, well, it works for me. I said so. And, Wait, Slim Jim's got something to say. The phone. Hang on. Everybody be quiet. And also with the Guinness Book of World Records, guys, they, they'll like make an announcement and have a whole setup beforehand. Like they have to do, they have to like... Well, the Guinness people are there, right? Yeah, they have, they're there and they have to like set out an area. They have to make sure everyone in the audience knows that they, they can't mm-hmm. do anything. They can't participate. It's a whole serious thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine, too, they'd have to weigh and uh, measure each caber. Each caber. You know? Absolutely. Remember what a pain in the ass that was at Bellingham that first year? That would be a pain. God, that sucked. Yeah, that would be a pain. Another bowler special. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for giving me an update on that, Big Daddy. I appreciate it. You're welcome. My blood pressure is back down again. Let's jump on to some uh, pop culture and current event type stuff. Why don't we? Yes. So, first of all... Um, We're rolling right into it. Oh, I know, baby. We're rolling into it. First of all, um, Russia... Mother it's, Russia. Mother Russia is back to their old ways. You know, just when I was feeling a little nostalgic as a, as a kid of the 80s, you know. Cold, the Cold War's back, baby. The Cold War is back hey, on. Hey. Take your shelters, people. <laughs> you want to know the irony about it? It's so what? funny because Obama, you know, he made fun of uh, uh, Romney when Romney said the number one threat was, and not to us, Right, but threat of some of uh, of land was the Russians and Ukraine. Yeah, retaking. And Obama said the eighties called. They want their foreign policy back. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, famous last words. Guess what just happened? Yeah. Uh, hey, Obama. Russia called. They're taking Ukraine back. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, but the funny thing about this whole thing is we're getting all up in arms about it, right? The Ukrainians have been running under a pretty uh, sorry political government. Yeah, really bad. They're not happy, and they wanted to actually be enveloped back into Russia. Part, some well, Ukrainians did. The Croatians. The Crimeans did. Hey, Crimean River. <laughs> it was the Crimeans that wanted Russia. They were never really a part of the Ukraine. Well, what do you expect with a name like Crimea? The but the U- the Ukrainians definitely wanted to stay a sovereign nation. Still, they had a basically a coup, a coup, a coup, coup. a coup, coup, chew, a coup, <laughs> because they got rid of the the nasty government that was all corrupt. That was basically all puppets of Russia, and all these kids have taken over the Ukraine and like like what the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, exactly. Wow, that was it suck. was a it was a boy band, and they said <laughs> we can run this thing. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> We're gonna do for policy. <laughs> anyway, um, I just I just think it's hilarious that Russia is back on the scene, saber rattling and saying, "Bring it on." Do you know why? Why? Because Putin is a freaking badass. He used to be in the KGB. This guy has killed more people. He's old school. He's he's killed more people than influenza. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you something. The Spanish influenza. Pretty much. Wow. 
and the Irish potato famine put together. <laughs> this guy is a, I mean, they've showed pictures of the guy with his shirt off. Riding a horse. This guy is a freak. Okay. Now. Like he's fit? Yes. He could be a good thrower, you think? I think he'd be a great thrower because, he's you short. know what? If the marker fucked up, he'd go after him and kill him. <laughs> well, yeah, we, interesting. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we hold back usually on the marker. Oh, you know, they're volunteers. Don't yeah, worry about I don't. it. It's only a few, no, a, we don't. few inches. <laughs> you maybe. I don't. He'd be like, go. <laughs> oh, it's go time. Wait, wait see. <laughs> I actually like Putin because, I mean, we got Obama. I mean, you know, he's a skinny guy who doesn't do anything except uh, smoke <laughs> cigarettes and play basketball. Putin goes around murdering people. I like that kind of a leader. That's the kind of guy I could work for. <laughs> Roll in the tanks, buddy. We're taking over Crimea. <sighs> All righty, then. All righty. So uh, I say vote Putin in 2016. We may not have to vote for him. He may just take over. All right. Oh, and by the way, learn Russian. Steph, wait now. So the um, the next thing is, um, did you know that the Bermuda Triangle has moved? No. Yeah. It has? To From, Malaysia. Well, <laughs> must be warmer there. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously really sad for everybody who was lost, it, it seems, in the plane that's possibly down and in the middle mm-hmm. of the Indian Ocean somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So shouts to the people who have lost family members and all that. I've got a theory uh, about that, but I'll get to it later. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, we're there's no sacred cows in this. I'm not too connected to it. And there's well, too many funny things to to to, uh, to go off of here. We don't know any of them personally, so really we can say anything we want to. It's kind of like Tonight Show, right? You, you, there's a little bit of levity because you're disconnected from it. And we really don't know that they're dead. I, th- I think they're possibly still alive. Like I said, I think it's the Bermuda Triangle. Alive? I think they're alive and well, and they're all drinking beer on an island somewhere. Nice. Nice. Let me, let me, let me put it out here. Okay? I've got a theory, so tell me yours. Well, there's so many theories. Right. But what, I, what, I, what just makes me laugh is the fact that um, people can't understand how a uh, plane, a 777... From 40,000 feet, nosedives into a vast ocean, and they can't find anything. Right. I mean, give me a break. Do you know how big the ocean is? Do you know how fast that thing would hit if it nosedived in the ocean? Right. Give me a break. You know? Yeah, but usually there's debris field of some kind. Yeah, but that that plane landed on the Hudson River. Couldn't it just do that? It didn't have Sully Sullenberger flying it. It had some Asian guy. (laughs) Fuck, that was a joke. I really do know how it works. Let me tell you something. (laughs) The last reported sight of that 777, and I got this on really good news from from good, responsible people. Yeah. That plane for 500 miles had its left blinker on. (laughs) It had an Asian pilot, an Asian navigator. What do you expect? Oh, my God. Big Daddy. That's so wrong. Hey, come on. Here's my theory. All right. You ready for this? I'm writing. It's a good one. So, first of all, the um, Malaysian prime minister has been involved, right? Yes. And um, I'm 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 thinking that here's what's happened. So, first of all, Mugatu got to the pilots. Who? Mugatu. Your Gesundheit. Yeah, Mugatu is a famous fashion designer, and he got to them. Uh huh. And he brainwashed the pilots in a secret day spa. Really? Yeah. And he then, um, w- w- the pilots were up in the air, and they were hanging out, 
and they decided they were going to listen to music while they went across because they're on autopilot, and so they put on this song, right? And they oh, imme- yeah. and, and it immediately triggered their training, and they immediately went after the pr- uh, Malaysian prime minister and down that plane somewhere where the the prime minister is. Wow, so kind of like a nine eleven event. Um, yeah, he's the prime minister is still in Malaysia though. He's on TV, so it didn't work. No, no, they those are videotapes. Yeah, that's because that's because they were thwarted by someone, typically a, another male model who got <laughs> involved. A male model was yeah. he an ambi turner? Yes, he was modeling European handbags. He was man's handbags. Man, yeah, man bags. Man bags. Yeah, man yeah. bags. And not the one you, in your life. You've got those. Oh, right here, baby. Yeah, it's called a fanny pack. Oh, yes, it is, my friend. In and it's coming back. No, it's not. Oh, it's yes, never it is. come back. It's a man. It's sporin. It's never come back. It's a man sporin. Yeah, I'm going to bring it back. It's a, it's just, it's uh, not. Haas, it's actually, when I was reading the UK fashion magazines last week, it is coming back. No, Whoa. it's not. How dare you? How dare you, Candy Sprinkles? Turn off her, her mic. Hey, she's wearing one around her neck. Turn off her mic. <laughs> open up your scarf. Uh, See? It's a fanny pack around her neck. Yeah, uh, Fork Talk Nation, what you're seeing is Candy <laughs> Sprinkles has got this new fangled scarf. She's got several of them, and it's got a secret pocket in it, so she can put all kinds of things in there um, and pull them out. Kind of like a fanny bag, uh, except it's wearing around your neck. It's around I'll tell neck. you what, I'll take my fanny pack and I'll wear it around my neck. If Will you, that make it more tough? Yes, if you wore the scarf bag, I would be okay with that. Would you kiss me? Probably, but I, I would you kiss would. you anyway. I know you would. Yes, I would. Hey, by the way, welcome to Fork Talk, Devilange. Devilange. Devilange in the house. Say hello. Hi there. Woo. Sexy as always. Oh, yeah. Her voice is a lot better than it was the first time she said It was. She feels better now. She's not that rough voice. She (laughs) got that out of her system. Remember remember when you said hello to the crowd at the beginning of the show? Uh (sighs) Uh-oh. Yeah, it was him. (laughs) Hey, Big Daddy. Remember this voice? Hi, this is Devil Inch. <laughs> I had a frog in my throat. Yes, yeah. indeedy. Uh, Shut up. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the pencil they had earlier. Hey. hey. Um, Big Daddy, we got one more thing here on pop culture. Well, let's, uh... Probably our now favorite time of year. Oh. Because guess what? Fork Talk Nation. Well, the Fork Talk Nation has got to know this. Vikings are back. Vikings. The Vikings. We are the Marauders from the North. Everybody wants to be a Viking. You know that? I am a Viking. Of course. You look like a Viking, being that you're six foot two. So last year, obviously, we were super hot on this. We talked about it on the show, new show Vikings on History Channel. Have you seen Bjorn? Yes. Bjorn's grown up. Bjorn, yes, 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 yes. Well, okay, let's go through it. Now he's a badass. So first of all, we um, start off the season with... um, uh, Ragnar's been out and about. He's uh, basically been marauding and hanging out with other groups. He um, has gotten another woman pregnant, right? The princess. The princess. And so he sh- she shows up. Pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> and uh, w- what's his wife's name? Lagertha. Lagertha was not well pleased. Explain that one. She did. She was very, very... Uh, I'm surprised as a Viking woman she didn't just beat the living crap out of him. She's a badass, too. She did. They just didn't show it on she camera. She is. Well, you know what's funny about it is you got to hand it to this guy, uh, Rag, Rag, what's his name? Ragnar. Ragnar. Yeah. Ragnar, he says, you know, 
Why can't we all just get along? Oh, that was right? a great scene in the banquet hall. Yeah. When he's, <laughs> he's trying to talk them both into staying with him. Now, that's balls. That was ballsy. That was ballsy. First of all, I thought the acting in that was amazing because he that actor absolutely captured, I thought, the look in his face. Gleam in his eye. It with the two women on each side of him and the total shitstorm he was in the middle of. Mm-hmm. I mean, he honestly, the actor who does Ragnar, I thought he pulled that one off beautifully because he, I was really feeling for him. Right. I'm like, you are in the wrong <laughs> place, buddy. But then when he pulls the, you know, we could all just make it a nice little threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think the princess was on board, but the old lady wasn't having it. The princess Vikings was on board. don't do sister wives. The princess was on board. Sister- you know what? That's a good point, Steph, and I'll tell you why. Have you seen Sister Wives? Yes. Have you seen any of those shows with polygamy? Uh, yes. Those are some ugly broads. <laughs> so the but the Viking women, they're attractive. Of course. Right? Yes. Angie should be a Viking woman. Look how hot she is. She is a Viking woman. With those cheekbones and that mm-hmm. chin. Oh, yeah. Yep. Viking. 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 Anyway, I love the show. I love what they've done so far. First of all, uh, Slim Jim and my favorite is Floki. He's the crazy. Oh, that guy's nuts. Yeah, he's awesome. He's that just guy, always silly and crazy, but he, he's a badass. He's soldier. bulletproof. That guy is Teflon. Yeah, he got he got his he got ass handed to and him, cleaved and whooped and yeah, yeah, yeah. My new favorite one to hate is the wife of the original uh, Earl. Oh, uh, the one that's Siggy. Siggy. She's with uh, what's his name. Uh, the she, guy with the she's gross with, beard. Well, with oh, no, she's with Ragnar's the, brother, the hottest Ragnar's guy brother, in the yeah. world, according to you last episode. Rolo, Rolo, Rolo. Yeah. Rolo, yeah, he looks like a Rolo. He's hot though. I'll tell you what. He likes. He likes. He Not likes so much now. He's gotten kind of pudgy. Hey, here's his. Problem. He's been drinking like a crazy man. Here's his problem. He likes Rolos. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, I hear you. He's still a badass. Though. Um, he is. But I, Siggy, I just want to punch her in the face. Why? I, she just is conniving. There's always she's always working the angle, ready to blow shit. Well, of course crap she up. does. She used to be on top. Now she's not. I well, know this. She slept with the king guy. Well, she was married to. She did. Yeah. She was married to the guy who was in charge of the village at first, right? Right. Yeah. And then now, right. now she's just married to some alcoholic who basically was cast from the village. Who's Rolo? Right. Right. So yeah, she's she's in a downward spiral. Yeah, so now they're she on. She wants back up. So now they're back in England on a marauding event. They they let the one uh, they were supposed to they they reneged on their deal to work with that other earl. Yes, you know the three of them were going to go together, and then they're going to use his ships. And and yeah. he he had to stay back, which was not a good call. I think that's going to come back and bite him. But they get to England. Well, in yeah, the most he, raided recent their, deal. he raided their village. Did you see that episode? Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. It bit them all right, buddy. And then they get... Uh, that's right. They did it. They did uh, take on the village. That was crazy. They destroyed yeah. the village. Everyone's dead. They did. Yeah. But then they're in England. Rolo got away. And they're about to meet, I think, uh, a challenging guy in this uh, king down there. King Egbert. Yeah, Egbert. Listen to you. You are like an encyclopedia of Vikings. Yeah. Well, that's well, right. Thank God you're part of our show. Candy Sprinkles. Hey, hey, hey. Yes. Give her a raise. Okay. Double, okay. double what she's making now. There you go. Here's two M and M's. There you go. Two M and M's. Nice. Hey, one thing I gotta say. Yes. About the Viking show. Okay. They're getting really good at plan at their trips from uh, their land to uh, England. They are. Have you noticed that? They're yeah. going back and forth like uh, like a freight train. Well, yeah. That's so, once they figured it out, they were on it. How far is it? Um, my guess would be it's. Um, 
probably four to five hundred nautical miles. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So and a little boat. Uh, the problem is that strait, right? That that waterway between the mainland uh, or the northern end of uh, of Norway mm-hmm. and and getting down into the top part of England, it's pretty rough. It can, you know, depending on the time of year, the when the wind comes up and stuff, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, they probably lost a few boats. Yeah, yeah. So the Edmund Fitzgerald actually was lost in a storm just like that. It was mm-hmm. in the Great, Great Lakes. It was in the Great Lakes, <laughs> and it's a uh, I don't know a three hundred foot long boat, but ship. Yes, full of ore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you see an actual Viking ship like we did in Oslo, they're not that big, and to think of being on that on the open sea is actually terrifying. Do you think that the the yeah. boats they use uh, for the show, the props, are about are they the same size or scale? Yeah, they look same, no, they look scale. they look real well done. Because yeah. it's funny when you look at pictures from books and stuff like that, they look huge. Yeah, you know they look like a Titanic with oars. Yeah, no, you know? no, they're they're. I mean, relatively speaking, they're they're smaller. I can imagine it would take forever to build them anyway by hand, right? Yeah, because they're yeah, yeah build them by hand, crafted. You know, there's not Water a ton. Tight. There's not a ton of uh, um, trees in that area. Actually, mm-hmm. they had to be lean with that too. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that show. Love it, love it, love it. Well, a lot of people do. Now, and I understand that um, even though a lot of people are digging uh, Game of Thrones, there's a different kind of game of that you are in, in love with. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> oh, is there? Oh, yes, there is, my friend. <laughs> and what would that be? It's called the Game of Arms. Game of Arms? One million viewers, the first episode. Wow. What, what channel is that on? AMC. Daddy? American movie is it, channel. It's on the Classics. thick neck, fat neck, bald guy. No, it's radio on station. the uh, shut your mouth, Brett. <laughs> hey, AMC is the channel that does Mad Men. They it's do on good the, stuff. It's on the get to the <laughs> chopper <laughs> station. It's on the testosterone channel. Testosterone. The testosterone. <laughs> no, channel. it's cool. They got five teams of five guys. Okay. And a lot of these guys are like former world championships, current guys who are current world champion. Wow. You got uh, a bunch of really just awesome dudes. You, know, you get your big guys, you get your smaller guys. They all arm wrestle, right? And uh, they get the stories behind, you know, what they do in their personal life and their oh. jobs and stuff. And cool, yeah, it's really interesting. Do yeah. any of them turn their hat backwards and do the old thumb lock over the top? No, yeah, because that's just for a movie, pretty much. Okay, very good. Somebody did make a reference. It was I'm kind of have funny. To check that out. Well, there's a vegan. You'll like this. A whaten? A vegan. Is that like a... He's a 235-pound, six-foot blonde guy, and he's a vegan. How I want to know how he is able to eat enough to sustain his strength and body mass. Thank you very vegan. much. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, I'm thinking a lot of tofu, he, maybe. Huh? He's, he's riding, obviously. That's, that's a lot of plants. That's like a lot of chewing like a he's, gorilla. He's, you're eating all day. I know who you're talking about, but he is smaller than all the other guys. You don't know what you're talking about, and shut up. <laughs> His name is Rob Bigwood, by the way, and I'm friends with him on Facebook. Oh, are you? And I will tell him what you just said. <laughs> will you ask him how much volume of food he eats in a day? Sure. Okay. I think I, my, my theory is he eats a lot of tofu, a lot of protein-rich like tofu and stuff. Right. Yeah, but to- you know. tof- soy, th- soy is a uh, – it, like – you, increases your estrogen, so it does bad things to men. Well, he's kind of an emotional wreck, do you, to be honest with you. Do you think he eats tofurkey? You know, that's a good question. I'll ask him. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's, it's, the funny thing is, and, and Cole, you'll enjoy this, the guy, the biggest guy on the show, he's uh, six foot five, uh, 270 pounds of muscle. He's a New York fireman. He loses every match. 
Oh, really? He cannot win a match. He gets his ass beat every damn time. Big Daddy, is there strategy involved in arm wrestling? Because didn't you go to like an arm wrestling little workshop the other day? It's funny you mentioned that. I did, as a matter of fact. I've always been a big fan of arm wrestling. Yes, I know okay. this. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Steve Phipps, 17-time world champion, actually a technical advisor on your favorite movie. Right, I remember you telling me about him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's invited me a couple times to his house for arm wrestling uh, practices. And the last time I went, there was about probably 14 of us, you yeah. know? And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of strategy. I mean, oh. I learned so much, and you wouldn't even believe how much you learn and that you don't know about the sport until you actually do the practice. Right. Um, I, was, I was drinking from a fire hydrant. There was so much different techniques and technical stuff you had to know. Right. But, yeah, it's really cool. I cool. like the workouts. You know, it's like I told Steve, uh, you know, I love the Highland Games, but I really love arm wrestling, too. Right. You know, I can't wait for my my, my first competition. And um, I love the workouts. I love the training. You know, just like I like Highland Games training. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. But, yeah, it's a uh, – so um, – I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. The, you know, size – People, I'm sure, who are bigger uh, get this. The, the the your concept of size is really just based on your perception, right? Yeah. I was um, uh, I was in Europe recently in Switzerland for some work, and we were um, after our day's meetings, we'd gone out to um, a bar, and um, uh, the previous night, the a bunch of Brits that I was with, they had um, and they're. British-sized guys, relatively speaking. So they're, Tiny. they're smaller guys, right? Maybe 5'8", and, um, you know, 170 pounds or something like that. Lightweights. And so they – yeah, lightweights. And so they, they were out at the bar the night before, and there was a there was a bouncer at the bar, you know, at, at, in the front door. And they're like – they came back and like, oh, my God, this man is the most amazingly huge person I've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they know I'm a fairly big guy, so they're like, Brett, I mean, he made you look small. And I'm like, well, I must be a big guy. And they're, and they're describing him as 6'5 and 140, 150 kilos, so like a little over 300 pounds. Right. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's pretty big, yeah. And they're like, oh my god, no, you're, he's insane, he's huge. I can't, oh my, I've never seen a man that big in my life. So we go, we're out there at that bar the next night, uh-huh. and I walk in and I look at the guy, and he's he's standing. I look at him. He is maybe two inches taller than me, but I'm still looking him in the eye, mm-hmm. and um, and I look at him, and they're like, huh? Yeah, they're giving me the look across the room, huh? Big guy, huh? And I'm like. Eh. <laughs> Well, I've seen bigger. Not so much. Yeah. I've seen bigger. And they're like, what? I'm like, come on. It's, yeah. He's not so big. I mean, I wouldn't like tussle with him. Right. He, he may know some moves I don't have. Right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a measurer of sorts. Right. Well, I mean, but you know, you and I are around strength athletes and, and big guys all the time. You right. Know? So it didn't. Guys like that aren't. I gave him the, yeah. I gave him the head, you know, the little head bob. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's the big, up? The big guy bob. Yeah. The yeah, big yeah. guy, what's up? And they gave him the. Don't don't look at don't look at him wrong. Don't look at him wrong. Don't look him in the eye. Don't look him in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so hey, uh, big day. I think that's it for pop culture. Pop culture, current events. We out to the next segmento. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't have any more notes. Well, let's go uh, refill the old pistachio and green M and M's. Let's uh, refill the cheese. Let's get us a fresh malted beverage. Hmm, yeah. Yes, yeah. and we'll kick into this next segment. Maybe Angie'd like to have a little <laughs> in the background. Or... <laughs> hey, Candy Sprinkles. Yeah. Give me some relax. 
Right. Because the Malaysian prime minister. Hey, 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 hey pull the, your pants up. Kill the this Malaysian is a family prime minister. Show. Kill the Malaysian prime minister. Kill the Malaysian prime minister. <laughs> you're going to jail. Am I? Yeah. Why? Are they monitoring because our broadcast? Because they think that you're going to kill the prime minister. <laughs> well, if I've been trained by Mugatu. You're recommending that they kill the prime minister. Jay, all I'm saying is relax. I can't. I'm Putin. I'm Putin to your Obama. <laughs> no. Shut up. I'll kill you. Just relax. You relax. Keep calm. Caber on. Hey there, Derek. My name is Little Cletus. I'm just a regular kid who wants you to know the real truth about child labor laws, okay? Okay. They're silly and outdated. In the good old days, kids as young as five could work as they pleased. From textile factories to iron smelts. Yippee! Hooray! But today, the age-old right of children to work is under attack. From the Philippines to Bangladesh, and China and India, and South America, too. Boo-hoo! But you can help these children, Derek, by killing the Prime Minister of Malaysia. He's bad! Say it's your birthday. It is. It's our birthday too now. The big one. Because full talk is one year old. We're coming at you like it's two years old. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. We wear diapers like a one year old. And we drink breast milk when it's available. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome back. We're on our next segment. In honor of our famous firsts. Famous firsts. Famous firsts. Obviously, we are celebrating the one-year anniversary of the juggernaut that is Fork Talk. Yes. Yes? The rolling stone of podcast gold. Thank you. We, this, I was th- running out of words. This, <laughs> this stone doesn't... Gather no moss. No, it does not. Gather it no is moss. running. This show has made us international superstars. It does. It does. It does. So, um, and to, to start this off, though, Big Daddy, let us start with a sponsor shout. Yeah, why don't we do it? Let's go ahead and do a sponsor shout. Let's we, talk about our first sponsor. Our first sponsor, who was there in our inaugural episode and has been there with us to today. Still haven't given up on us. I don't know why, but. Max is still keeping, keeping the lights on. <laughs> he's forgotten that we actually still talk about him. Uh, we love him. Uh, so listen, Fork Talk Nation, you work, you train, and you throw hard. You eat right, and you need to sleep right if those PRs are going to continue. Yeah. I'm, I'm channeling Big Daddy when You're I doing a good job, that. brother. If you wake up with more soreness than you went to bed with, it's time for a new mattress. Or a new position. One of the two. If you know what I mean. <laughs> you'll need, uh, you'll spend a third of your day in bed. So you got to make sure it's comfortable so you can really get some rest and recover. You got that right, brother. Please check out the Mattress Ranch in Alaska and Washington. Or for those who are not in Alaska and Washington, mattressranch.com. They'll ship it to you, brother. They will ship it to you. Yep. When it's time to replace your old mattress, you'll see the difference in price, quality, and honesty over the other guys. 
Thanks and Throw Farm Mattress Ranch. Yes, indeed. And for you people that live in Alaska and probably don't have internet because you're so backward, you can go ahead and you can call them as well. Can you? Yes. Or you can take if your, you have a phone. Or you can take your dog sled down there in the yeah. winter and uh, just hitch it up to the old sled and it's head right. home. Hop out of your igloo, jump into your kayak, <laughs> run your butt down to Seattle. Your seal, thing. your seal skin, your seal kayak. skin kayak. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So listen, famous firsts. I figured we should start uh, our conversation about our first year anniversary. First of all, talking about other famous firsts, just as to a, put it in context, yeah, yeah, as opposed to our favorite. Famous firsts. So, first of all, for example, um, did you know that uh, Benjamin Stoddart was the first Secretary of the U.S. Navy? I Se- did. 1798. I did know that. I put that in here because I know you're a uh, history buff on military, especially uh, naval things. Well, I actually went to school with this kid. You did? No. No, you didn't. How about Tim Heyer in 1842? He was the first recognized boxing champion, a.k.a. fisticuffs. You know, those guys were badasses because they went sometimes 42, 50 rounds. And it was bare knuckle. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That many rounds? Yeah, they didn't have a... They only... They went to the guy either... To you either uh, knocked him out or somebody quit. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Now, you know you know who probably would... Uh, Say that 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 they weren't the first. Who is uh, old uh, Donald? Donald Denny. Yeah, that guy has claimed the fame is that he's the first of everything. You're right. He, he probably. I don't think he's going to be haunting us I today. I hope not, because I'm a little tired of his bullshit. But uh, he probably would come in and say, you know, turn off your old toony box. <laughs> I was the first ever Highland Game champion. Yep. Um, how about I'm channeling him. Buddy. How about Mary Walker, 1865? She was the first and only woman to receive the U.S. Medal of Honor. Do you know why? She was a transvestite. She was not. She was. She was a woman who dressed as a man. They thought that they thought she was a guy. That's how she was able to be a Civil War surgeon. And that's oh, really? how she got the Medal of Honor, yes. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense because they actually... And then they couldn't take it back once they figured well, out they she did. didn't have a pee-pee. Well, they took it back and then they regave it to her. After she died. Yeah. She was dead. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So Way you, to know your military history, Big Daddy. Thank you, you very much. You, God, you guys know more than I do on that. That's so amazing. So I, I guess calling her transvestite really, you know, I mean, that's she just... She was a that was little, cross-dresser. That was a cross-dresser. That yeah. was a little over the top. Yeah. That was over the top? Yeah. Let's talk about Mexicans and Asians. How about that? You no, want to you see me get over the top? No, let's not. That's what I didn't think. Victoria Woodhall, 1872, is the first woman to run for president of the United States. How'd she do? I think she lost. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember a president Woodhall. Yeah, no. Um, There's a Woodrow Wilson. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any relation? No. Possibly. They both have wood, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. How about one has wood, one likes wood? Hey, now. Hey, some wood are bigger than others. And any more, 1892, first immigrant to pass through Ellis Island. 15 years old, and of course, appropriately from County Cork, Ireland. Hmm. The first ever, huh? Mm-hmm. First ever. Wow. A 15-year-old girl from Ireland was the first person to cross and be an immigrant at Ellis Island. Not the first immigrant, obviously. So she was the first one off the boat. Yeah. At Ellis Island. First yeah, one probably, through the line. Probably, what, three, 400 people on the boat. She's the first one to scoot down the damn yep. gang plane. First one to sign the name, and huh. uh, and she uh, she came. I'm surprised they let her. Why? Well, she's only a 15-year-old girl. I'm surprised some guy didn't want this. She probably just fame. slipped through. Ah, interesting. She's probably a stowaway. Maybe she was quick. She's quick. Hey, let's find out who she is and have her deported. 
late. I think she's dead now. Right back to Ireland. Still dead. Still dead. Um, Arthur Eldred. 19, Arthur Eldred. 1912. First boy to reach the rank of Eagle Scout. He was from Oceanside, New York. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. How I'm many Eagle start. Scouts are there? Uh, there is over one million. Yeah. Like, they're getting now towards there's two. one million in one. Huh? Yeah, yeah, because your son is a proud Eagle Scout. That's right. I'm very Sperm proud of Tim, him. Slim Jim, Eagle Scout. Um, so, anyway, those are some famous firsts. Um, I can think of did you have honest. any other famous firsts that you wanted to mention? You want to go first, uh, Candy? You go ahead, okay. Daddy. Uh, uh, Lance Armstrong. Yes, Lance, Lance Armstrong. The first man with one testicle to bicycle around the moon. Really? On steroids. Wow. If you know what I mean. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious. His name was Neil. <laughs> I thought his name was Bob. Or is that just oh, what he did? <laughs> yeah, Neil and Bob, the brothers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we we can always go there. It doesn't. Well, it takes us two seconds to go from uh, enlightened to ridiculous. Pathetic. <laughs> Thomas Edison invented the first car. He did? He, he did? Oh, yeah, he did. He invented the first car, but you're wrong because he actually didn't. He invented the first candle. <laughs> no, he invented the first light bulb. That's it. Oh, you mean like the one that's over my head right now because I just thought of that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Who invented the first car? Well, Henry Ford popularized uh, it, but I'm not sure um, he invented I think he, it. Yeah, you know. No, the, 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 it's probably some Frenchman. Well, I tell you, yeah, the, the Europeans are terrible about this because when you talk about that, like who invented the first, you know, engine? Yeah. Oh, man, it becomes a battle royale. The flipping Germans are like, no, we did it. The Swiss right. are like, no, it was one of our guys. Some guy in Britain said, no, we did it. So, I know who invented the first atomic bomb. Who is that? The United States. Uh, other than Big J in the in the bathroom earlier? Yeah, oh, we're not, not going to talk about that. Boom. That's after Mongolian barbecue, my friend. I'll tell you what. <laughs> No, first atomic weapon invented by the United States. I'm pretty certain of that. And fact. used. Yeah. And used. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank God. Well, so here are some other famous firsts. I thought we'd do some famous first lines of poems. Oh, that ought to be exciting. Because first we're, we're lines or first stanzas. We're, we're, we're cultured here. Um, first of all, this Can is one that everybody will. You want to do the first one? Can I start? You love it. Yes. Because I am cultured. Yes. Famous, famous <laughs> first line. <clears throat> is this your own? No, no, no. This is poem? a real poem. Okay. Some of you may recognize it. Okay. You know, it is quite popular. Yep. Um, roses are red. Yes. Ooh. How about that? That's, that's hmm? good. Nice. Good Violets are bur- blue. Blue. Yeah. Yep. Your mom's ugly and so are you. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey. That was, that's one of the first uh, insulting poems. That was Sir Engelbert Humperdinck <laughs> of the Connecticut Humperdinks. Well, here's one that's maybe a little bit more famous. Half a league, half a league, half a league onward, all in the valley of death rode the 600. That, of course, is from the Charge of the Light Brigade. 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 Do you know who that's about? Alfred Lloyd Tennyson. Yeah, it's very on point for today's episode. Yeah. Do you know who it's about? No, tell me. I thought you knew. You were talking all about it. It's about... Tell me. Tell me. I know. Go ahead. It's a cavalry charge in the Crimean War. Hey. I, believe it, I believe it's the British who were charging. They all who, died, by the way. They did. 
correct. But they have one kick-ass poem in the bottom. You know? Don't get involved in Crimea, people. It ends in heartache. Crimea River. Crimea River. Um, here's another one. Oh, my loves like a red, red rose that's newly sprung in June. <laughs> oh, my loves like the melody that's sweetly played in tune. You need to read that properly, please, in the proper accent. Start over. I can do it. I don't do a very good Scottish accent. So oh, Daddy, Scottish or it's Polish. Oh, it's Robert Burns. Start over. Thanks for thanks for uh, stealing the show there. Well, Candy. first of all, their Bobo the Monkey Boy spelled love wrong. There's no U in love. Okay, that is the original spelling for Robert Burns's. That's how the Scottish spelled it originally. Yeah, well, I got I got Bobo got that one right. I got a I got a newsflash for you. Yeah, we're in America. Okay, mm-hmm. so we do things American. No, we don't. Okay, no. Robert Burns says F U. Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah. I'm going to read it as Donald Denny. Sure, feel, feel good. <laughs> go, go. The Englishman. Oh, my love is like a red, red rose. That's newly sprung in June. I've got more medals on my chest, you big stupid baboon. <laughs> Very good. Dedicated to my good friend, Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, next one, Hoss. The red, red rose, Robert Burns. You're Very so, good. You're such a poet, Hoss. You're so romantic. Romantical. Yes. Okay, and here's our final one. Gather the gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Old time is still a flying, and this same flower that smiles today, tomorrow will be a dying. Man, that, what's that? What's the name of that? It's to the virgins to make much of time. Do you know what that's Robert actually, Herrick? You know what that's actually about? No, tell me. Gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> is it now? Yeah, rosebuds. Yeah, gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Yeah. Old time is still a flying. Yeah. Flying, as in, you know. As in what? Uh, inflamed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this same flower yep. that smiles today. Flower, as in uh, code for lady, virgin bit, lady bits? Will be dying tomorrow. Yeah. Because uh-huh. she didn't get a Rosefin shot. Yeah. <laughs> is that your clinical? Thank you, medical professional. That's what I would say. Yes. All right. All right. Well, and then there's another beautiful poem about chlamydia. <laughs> no, there isn't. Um, and then, and then finally, things we didn't know last year. This is always interesting. the The actual the uh, BBC publishes every year a hundred things that we knew this year that we didn't know last year. So I've, I've plucked a few. You did what? Chime ones for you. I've plucked. <laughs> I've plucked a few chime <laughs> ones for you. I thought you said. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, 2% of Europeans lack the genes for smelly armpits. Yeah, we weren't around that 2% last week. The other 97% have hairy armpits. (laughs) Yes, they do. Um, The female hawksbill turtle can store sperm for 75 days. Where do they store it? Thrifty. They don't swallow? They don't. (laughs) They don't. They don't. (laughs) I I assume they store it so that when they're ready to... um, properly inseminate they do so well yeah because they only need the male turtle once and then he can just go away and they'll just take care of it just like they're turtles it's not like they take you know they're gone in five minutes well he's (laughs) well he is after his 38 seconds of fury that's a male turtle not not uh, unlike jay's 42 a male turtle actually takes 72 days to come (laughs) really 
And that's why the to the table because that's where so the slow. food is. Yeah, they're so slow. <laughs> uh, I think the pause on that was a little too long, Big Daddy. I had something stuck timing. in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Your timing needed to be a little quicker. Um, aunt, this is this one's a little disturbing. Aunt, aunt. Is, Some people say aunt or aunt. Yeah. Is the most popular pornographic search term in Syria. Really. <laughs> Yes. They got way more problems than their civil. They're war. looking for my dirty aunt or my. I don't know, but that's just not right. That is weird. That's something I'm not sure I want to know from last year that I didn't know. Well, I mean, today. they are Syrians. Yeah. yeah, but who discovered it? A Syrian. What? I mean, why would sleep sleep deprived men think women are more amorous than they actually are? That's true. So instead of, it's not just beer goggles, it's sleep-deprived goggles. Mm-hmm. You ever wake up in the middle mm-hmm. of the night and you try to go for it? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're on the floor. Right. Not me, of course, because I get it whenever it I happens, want. It happens to you all the time. Not me. <laughs> um, the French had no official word for French kissing until just recently. Really? What do they call it now? It's called galoucher. <laughs> well, shouldn't she pronounce that the French way? Galoche. It's galoche. Now stick your tongue on say it. Galoche. See, now that's a French kiss. Galoche. Come here, say it by me. No. Come here, give it give me a galoche, big daddy. Galoche. <laughs> and then finally, um the Pope, our current Pope, yes, used to be a bouncer. My man. He is a very Pope Francis is a very interesting guy. I like him. I yeah. mean, he's like in, except well, does the Pope drink? Of course he does. He'd be the kind of guy you want to sit down Red and have wine. a glass of wine. Lots with. of it. I'd have a beer with the dude. Oh Heck yeah. yeah. He's, he's a, a he's a he's a good dude. I'd talk about stories about him. He's a Jesuit. The Jesuits are cool. Yeah, Jay used to be a bouncer. The Pope used to be a bouncer. Yeah, we could talk for about at least. You five guys minutes. could both put on your red slippers and just hang out. <laughs> red slippers because we got blood all over from kicking asses. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so those are a few interesting, famous firsts uh, from around the world. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Where'd you get those? Well, I got them on the old uh, internet that. Uh, oh, you mean the, Al Gore invented the Toonie Box? Yeah, the old Toonie Box. Um, but I thought, uh, in honor of our first anniversary, we should also have a discussion about um, Fork Talk. Fork Talk so, episode uh, one aired on March 9th. 2013. That was a historic moment. Yeah. Let's it, talk. Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how Fork, Fork Talk became Fork Talk. Sure. Let the listeners I know mean, that if they haven't heard the that. Story. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk about Fork Talks first, let's talk about how the first Fork Talk came to light. Okay. All let's right? do that. I'm not sure I remember. Continue. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring your bell. You, you remember this. I'm, gonna ring I'm pointing at Stephanie. Bell. Like like you guys can see me pointing at Stephanie. <laughs> pointing at pointing at Kenny Sprinkles. I'm pointing to the right. Anyway, we were in Kelso. Kelso, yes. Okay. Kelso, we were Washington. we were by our tent, yes. the one that you and I share. Yep. Next to the world famous sheaf fork bag. Right. Okay. Okay. Now the sheaf fork bag, for those of you who don't know, idiots who don't follow us, the sheaf fork bag has sheaf's forks in it. Okay. And it also has a big uh, toonie box. Right. And a beer. Tabber. Right. Right? Yep. We were there talking about it. Yep. And you, and we were talking, and you know what? I don't even remember the fucking story. Okay, first of all. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. But I'm thinking. Because you're looking at me, I'm nuts. No, no. And you're verifying it. 
<laughs> so, so maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I was drunk. No, the only reason why I'm not thinking that's right is did did we have the fork talk oh, bag? Oh, you know what? Because the fork talk bags Never got mind. with Big Daddy and Hoss on it. You're right. I'm I'm dead wrong. I'm right about the place, but I'm we wrong in, about the I time. Think we were in Kelso. The year we before. were in Kelso. Year before. Yeah. Okay, we were in the tent or near the this tent. This is in 2012, listeners, in at Kelso Games. It was probably after the games. It might have been in the beer garden, or was it in the tent? No, it was in the tent. We we're in the tent. Yeah, yeah. That's where it started. We were we were bantering back and forth, and I don't know. Somebody said, maybe one of us said, "Hey, we should have our own radio show, right?" Well, right. I think I was talking about this podcast that I like to listen to. Well, we'll call it Fork Talk. And we should do a podcast and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then you guys, you mentioned Fork uh, Podcast, and I didn't even know what a, a podcast was. That's right, you didn't. Right? No. I'm no. not sure you still do. I really don't, actually. <laughs> I don't even listen to this. <laughs> uh, yes. I, who I who came up with the name Fork Talk? Me. Did you? I did. It was a joke. I said we'll have a we'll have a, a a show devoted only to sheep, only to sheep, and only to sheep forks, and we'll just talk about forks. and that's all we'll talk about the entire show. <laughs> that's right. And we're like, hmm, that sounds yeah. good, but we might want to expand it a little bit. Well, when we when we got serious about it, and when I talk about it serious, ladies and gentlemen, um, as everyone knows about the show and Brett and I's relationship, um, I come up with stupid ideas and he implements them. So if I come up with a stupid, crazy idea that sounds actually kind of fun. We do it, but he makes it happen. Okay? I'm, the, I'm the executor of ideas. So sometime after that whole conversation, and we talked about how we could actually do a podcast. Right. Um, Hoss went out and got us microphones, a uh, high-speed freaking soundboard, uh, an Apple computer, and set up the whole damn thing. We did. Yep. Yeah, did a little research. Figured out that it uh, was doable without too much expense. Next thing you know, I'm sitting there with a script in front of me, and we're on our oh. first episode of Fork Talk. First episode of Fork Talk. That's right. Well, which, we did we did do a test run. We did, yeah. In which we worked out a lot of bugs. Yeah. Our, you know, a lot of people still listen to the, some of the original stuff that we came up with and still yeah. laugh. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yep. It's, um, it, it brings in a lot of things. If anybody's never done a um, podcast before... It uh, it's not easy to actually talk about a lot of content for an hour and a half or so. Right, it, it it's actually a lot harder than you think. Takes takes more effort than you would think, and um, luckily, if you're full of crap like we are, it's uh, not that hard. That's right. Well, the, I think the funny thing, Angie and I were talking about this the other day. I think one of the reasons why it works is if you listen to, like, say, Danny Bonaducci or somebody like that in the morning, they always have kind of a straight person. And then a, the person like Danny Bonaduce, you just talk shit. Right. And that's us. You know, you come up with these really it's cool, true. brilliant facts and stuff like that, and I just talk shit about it. That's true. Right? Works so, good. It works great. And now, <laughs> and now, of course, we got Candy Sprinkles, who basically tries to... Uh, talk when she's not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> tries to keep us on point, and we can't be kept on point because we're ridiculous. That's right. Exactly. So that's how podcast gold past podcast gold was began. started yep. yep and uh, we're very thankful to everyone who's been supportive of it out there in the world of the toonie box land um, because honestly as we've said before big daddy if we only have a few hundred listeners because it's just the throwers in the united states well then 
good on you. Yeah, you know you what? Because like like you said, we do it for us. Yeah. We if do. we had nobody, we <laughs> we probably would do it. We probably listen to it, and I'd probably mm. call you up and say, "Did you hear episode three? That's yeah. awesome oh, stuff." Man. Hey, that Abraham yeah. Lincoln. That Abraham Lincoln <laughs> bit. That uh, I love that bit. Well, you know what's funny is uh, <laughs> Fork Talk has afforded us a lot of opportunity. Uh, basically, because a lot of people, you know, around the country that do Highland games do listen to us. I mean, true. Even if it's only three or four hundred, you get three or four hundred people. That's a lot of people in the Highland games community. True, right? Yeah. And we've been at games where people say, "Oh, that Abraham Lincoln bit," just to kind of mess with us or whatever. I know. I love it when and, people quote our stuff yeah, to us. Or on Facebook cool. all the time, they're always quoting something like "Get to the chopper," right? You know, or something like that. And I said, uh, Angie and I were talking about this the other night too, and, and it it's kind of bonded the community because we we've made so many friends right you know through fork talk because people really like it right and uh, we've made great relationships we've actually boosted some jobs i mean you look at clevenger i think he's making a lot more i'm not, sheep, I'm not saying yeah. we're responsible for his boost in in uh, business but he's put together a lot of damn sheets people are more aware of it yeah. like anything it's a as we said it's an obscure sport it's small and uh, relatively speaking um the technology today allows us via Facebook and via the podcast to be able to kind of connect people that wouldn't normally be connected. Exactly. And so in our own little way, we're, we're hopefully getting certain people like, you know, say the, the Buffalo heavies are now maybe more aware of what's going on on the West coast mm-hmm. and the West coast guys are a little more aware of what's going on on the East coast and, you know, get people traveling occasionally. And, you know, maybe they, maybe you go trap. And I mean, if, if a single thrower, decides to throw somewhere different and travels, I don't know, down to Texas to throw in Malcolm's uh, um, in um, Duncan in Duncan's game. And then, um, and, and there's a conversation that struck up and they just happen to know each other because they both liked fork talk and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that that's awesome. That's good stuff. That's Absolutely. all we want. And another thing too, I mean, we've had really great interviews. Great you interviews. Know, I mean, yeah. we've had five time world champion, Ryan Vieira. We've had, Yep. Uh, Miles Wetzel, Gene Flynn, you know, Kerry Overfeld. Yep. And people who normally wouldn't be exposed to what they have to say or know much about them other than the fact that they're pros or whatever. Right, yeah. Uh, can actually hear their... them talk and listen to what they have to say. Hear their story a bit, you know, yeah, how they get in the games. They realize they're just cool people. Exactly. Well, so in the spirit of that, let's go around uh, the table. We'll just kind of skip around and, and each do one and then just keep going around. Let's do um, our favorite bits. Or favorite things about the first year of Fork Talk. Yes? Sure. Sure. And ladies first, Candy Esprickles. Well, I think Jay should go first. <laughs> yeah. Big Daddy. I'm going to go first. Oh, Jay's going to go first? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Big Daddy, go first. My favorite part of Fork Talk, my favorite bits ever, yeah. are anytime I speak. <laughs> and I think that the nation will agree. Yeah. you're. Well, you are the national treasure. Don't want to get to because I am and my favorite bit is when I get to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that she's her whiteboard is uh, mysteriously disappeared. No whiteboard listeners. I'm a full. I got headphones and everything. Now. We paid nine ninety five for that damn thing. I want it back. I uh, I still have the volume control, so I can turn her <laughs> off if yeah. I need to. Good. Imagine that, listeners. All those who are married out there, Haas has got an actual button right in front of him that I can turn off my wife's microphone. You have that button in your brain, too. Well, <laughs> see? Hey, that's cool, man. Huh? Did you hear that? I just shut her down. That's, br- that's brilliant. How often does that happen in life? Not very, but I got news for you, brother. Yeah. You've also got a button right in front of you that she can shut down, too. 
<laughs> what, my, right. my mommy-daddy button? Yeah, it's, it's right below your zipper. Yeah, it's shut down. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Some of my favorites. Uh, one. You get one. You do one. I am. I'm going to do one. Yeah, one um, at a time. First of all, Vargas Highlander. I really loved his Cabers Fly music. His, I did his song he did. Yeah, that was good. You know, I like to see the cables fly. See him fly right through the sky. I love that song. Yeah, it's a good song. Catchy good song. tune, too. Catchy. So that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Candy? Well, Slim Jim says his favorite part. He, Slim Jim had to, like, step outside for a minute. But his he asked me to say his favorite part of the show is Jay's rants. Big hey. Daddy's rants. Big Daddy rants. Yep. Yeah. I like that kid. Mm-hmm. You raised a good eagle scout there. Yeah. Yep. I think something's wrong with him. Obviously. Yeah. What about you, Big Daddy? Favorites from the last year? Anytime I talk about Mexicans. <laughs> uh, really? Home Depot, stuff like that. Because yeah. it really gives me a laugh. And, you know, it? it gives me a warm, fuzzy inside. Does it? And I think, a lot of, I think a lot of our listeners feel yeah. the same way. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they feel good about that. They do. Yeah. Especially the Mexican listeners. Uh-huh. I'm of sure course, we do. don't have any Mexican listeners because there are no Mexicans in the island yet. We have one. Well, there's one. What does he do? Dominic Moreno. He marks. No, he's a thrower now. He's a thrower. Yeah, he threw last year. Burritos and such? <laughs> he threw in his first games last year. <laughs> he did? Yes. What games? The El Paso games? It was, no, it was, down in, it was down in... Guadalajara, Mexico? Get a rope. It was down in the Bay Area. Oh, <laughs> the Bay Area. Will you of stop? California. I'm sorry. Will you stop? Um, he's a good kid, though. I like him, and, you know, he's, he, he is, is a good yes, kid. I like we him. love him. We give him grief. Um, the... Um, Probably the favorite episode of all. It's tough because there's a lot of good ones, but uh, mm. kind of the Ocho the always Ocho. Comes, my favorite. Yep. You know the Ocho, the theme. It, that was a good one. I've listened to that one a few times. I really do like that one. Too. Yep, the Ocho is good. Is that why our listen? Like we've got so many listens. It's just you listening <laughs> to it over and over. I just <laughs> put them all on a. Are you uh, kidding a, me? What do they call that when you when you put them all on a little uh, uh, repeat? On a yeah, repeat. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? If you look at the statistics on each of our podcasts and, and how many have been hit and and listened to, at least like two-thirds of them are me and Jay listening to them over and over again. And then the five people that actually listen to the podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Well, oh, my favorite bit on the show that we've added is Miles Wetzel, International Man of Mystery. Mm-hmm. And his first – the first one with him, I think, which was actually an interview – that's kind of one of the best. Yeah, it especially, was a good interview. Especially the throat punch bit. Yep. Mm. And that's uh, stood the test of time, too, because there's a running thing with Miles now with throat punch. Right. You know, people will send him pictures of throat punch stuff. and Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You got another one, Big Daddy? Um, well, let's see. Um, my favorite interview was that one with Miles Wetzel. I also liked the one with Francis Brebner. Yes. Uh, pretty much because I couldn't understand a word he said, um, and that we had to do it twice. And 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 the twice. fact that we had to do it twice. Yes. And the fact that at the end of the interview, he pretty much said that the that uh, hit the sport that he feels should not have anything to do with the Highland Games is sheep. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Didn't we delete that part? <laughs> no, we left it in there. Oh, that's what made Donald Diddy go after him. That's what Donald Diddy. So that's right. Him, that's yeah. right. So so Francis, thanks for coming on our podcast. That's dedicated to sheep. Yeah. And telling us that it's a crap sport. <laughs> yeah. Let me come to Scotland and tell you how sucky golf is. <laughs> um, so on the Miles Wetzel theme, I, my favorite Miles Wetzel moment is his Super Bowl food. 
You know, that was classic. That guy put some thought into that. The Super Bowl yeah. food lineup, wait, 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 right? Let's find out what, the, what Devil Ange has to say about that. Yeah. No, Devil Ange doesn't want to say anything. Devil Ange liked that bit. She did. You she get your ass over here or you're fired. <laughs> Devil Ange. All right, Katie. Here's my stepdaughter, Katie. Katie, tell us what you think of the Miles Wetzel Super Bowl food bit. Go ahead, speak on this. Speak in the microphone. <laughs> well, either is your mom, so you guys are two peas in a pod. Yeah, that worked good. It was, it was good. It was good, Katie. <laughs> you got another one there, Steffi? My favorite historical figure. We've done so many. Yes, we've done many. My favorite historical... Well, what was your favorite historical figure? Um, you go... Why, why do I have to go first? Because I said so. Because she's playing on you. Okay. Um, my f- historical favorite figure at, uh, was the badass popes. I oh. thought that was completely boring. Really? Mm, I no, like I liked much. that one. Jay, what was I love the badass. Books. Abraham Lincoln. Right. Duh. Duh. Mine was Thor. Thor. I mean, mm. where do you go from there? God yeah. of Thunder. Of course, she likes the Scandinavian blonde muscle guy. I particularly yep. like the Chris Hemsworth incarnation of Thor. He's skinny, right? Thor's bigger than that, right? You know? He is. Mm-hmm. Thor's actually like the Hulk, right? Yeah. He's a he's a demigod. Oh, listen to us! We sound like fucking geeks now. Yeah, we're comic book men all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, my favorite uh, interview is actually Carrie Overfelt. You know, yeah, that was a good interview. Really great it really interview. Was. Yeah, I, I, I did a great job on that one. Pretty funny. <laughs> but my favorite. Ep- you did do a good job on that. Just coaxing out. Because he's such a reserved individual, you just coaxed everything out of him that you didn't know was there. Just color that wasn't there. But remember, I did set him up. Remember you, that? You did. Yeah, I did set him up. That's right. I, I, I asked him who was it. It was his favorite. Uh, One of his favorite people was? Yeah, the people, the person that he admired the most. And right, he, he, was somebody he, he doesn't. It, and it was Brian Oldfield, who he'd gotten in a fight with, basically. Right, yes. So, yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, that was good work. His, his reaction when I said Brian Oldfield was just priceless because he's... He, he almost screamed. He was so pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> My favorite episode to produce was the basically live one we did in Victoria. Oh last year. yeah, that was a good one. Ah yes, I'm looking forward to that again. I that think we're, we're going to do another really live one. Time. I hope. Oh yeah, we'll definitely. do a live up we'll there. We'll do a Saturday Sunday, afternoon. Sunday, Saturday afternoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When okay. the pros are thrown. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yep. Excellent. That was fun to produce. They really liked us too. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> did you notice it though? I mean, seriously. There were people in the beer garden with Fork Talk t-shirts, and we don't even have them. <laughs> it's crazy. How do you do that? They just made them themselves. I saw a little kid walking around, right? This is no this is no lie. The kid's walking around. They were written in blood. They were twins. One of them was dressed as a fork, and the other one was a mouth. And they're walking around. <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. Well, and then when Prince it's Andrew name-checked us. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, well, he name-checked me and Angie, but. Well, yeah, we were in the beer garden. Yeah. Well, that's well. They 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 basically ripped open their shirts and oh, put yeah. their boobs out in front of him. So he's what's he going to say? Well, the guy, Randy, Andy. The guy. Here we are. We're in Victoria, right? It's a beautiful sunny day. You and I. Well, we're all in the beer garden. Yes. Front row beer garden. Front row. Pros are throwing right. Yeah. There's no better place on the face of the earth than right there. That's true. And some jackass royalty blue nose snob <laughs> who's never done anything in his life other than being born into a family <laughs> shows up at our island games and needs to jump up like it's freaking david cassidy in 1972 Woohoo! 
Shoot. Nice reference, by the way. I don't know where that came from, but, you know, he's... He was big back then. You are such an well, onion. Layers and layers and layers. Here's the thing, Big Daddy. I've been touched by royalty. Hey, now. Yeah, what? but that's your husband. Stephanie, no, did you no, get a touched. shot after you got touched by hey, the royalty? Just because he's no, purple down there doesn't mean it's blue blood, all right? I didn't wash my arm for a Goodness week. Goodness sakes. You didn't? No. Well, that's a week longer than I... Never mind. <laughs> well, I, I uh, for one, am... Very proud of the fact that we made it a year. I a lot of people said we wouldn't. Can't believe we did. Me for one. And uh, <laughs> I think, uh, well, hopefully it will continue to be a you know an ongoing thing. Like we have busy lives, work sometimes gets in the way. We'd yeah. like to do you know t- two a month, but sometimes it stretches to three weeks or yeah. something like that. But yeah. we're trying, Fork Talk Nation. People still to keep going. Yep. So we're going to uh, bounce out on that. Uh, any other favorites that we need to go before we go? Mm. Sounds like no. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, any, my favorite food is Indian. All right. Well, I think we should. Oh, sing. hey, my favorite nationality. <laughs> yes. Caucasian. <laughs> Will you stop? Why? Let's. How about we sing happy birthday to ourselves? Yeah. Okay. You start. Happy birthday to us. Who are you, Marilyn Monroe over here? Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, dear Fork Talk. Happy birthday to you. And many more. We out. Thanks for chiming in there, Candy. Oh, Ooh, you mean like, like you, like you haven't, haven't really, you haven't done, done it? it in a while? Yeah. Okay, once a while, like eight days. More. Oh, try a couple of years. Oh snap! How do you live? How do you live? Seriously, do you like service yourself ten times a day? I, I think we need to find our last clue to figure this out. The mail's here. Let's go. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. I love that bit. We're not on the air, are we? Yes, we are. Really? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to come off really great. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to us anymore because of that. It's time for segment two. This is segment three. It is segment two. It's official segment two. We don't count current events. It says two, but two really is three. No. Yeah. Our first segment was... Just because Bobo the mountain lion boy can't figure (laughs) out how to spell two, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's Ask Fork Talk. Yay, Ask Fork Talk. That's why we got the mail thing. Episode number 17, inaugural question and answer. Yeah, we've well, done we've this done, before. We've done it once before. We have? Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were there. This would be the bi-inaugural. You were there. Right. Is the bi-inaugural? No, it's the just the bisexual? second time. It's just the second time. All right, well, let's just be lesbians and get on with it. So... Uh, for those who have not heard this before, Ask Fork Talk is where people from the world get to ask Fork Talk in our mailbag anything, any of the groups, right? We can. You can when you say mailbag, why are you pointing at Stephanie? I don't know. <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure. The old mailbag. The old mailbag. Hi-de-ho. Hi-de-ho. <laughs> That's kind of catchy. Do that again. It's cute. Hi-de-ho. I like that. Um, so you can ask a particular member of Fork Talk or just an in-general question. Yeah, I'm surprised a lot of people haven't asked yep. me a lot of questions. Well, they're concerned about the rants you might bring down on them. Good point. Rain down on them. Rain down like thunder and lightning. So our first question is from Big Jim Walker. Big in Jim Walker. Menlo Park, California. Home of Mentos candy. Really? No. <laughs> um, his question is, what exercise in the gym will translate into throwing the sheaf with more strength? Hmm. Interesting question. Do you have an answer to that? Well, we got uh, Roger Saunders, because I gave this to all the staff. All the questions were, went to the staff so that they could answer them as well. How come I didn't answer So, Because you didn't provide an answer. Oh. And because you're on air now, so you can if you want. <laughs> but Roger's answer was, you don't need to work in a gym to throw sheaf. You need to work on a farm. Throw some real hay. Believe it or not, even throwing bales of hay into a loft is great practice for sheaf tossing. That's a, you know that's a good point, and all you need is a barn, a bunch of hay with a loft, and you're good. Everybody's got one of those. <laughs> there are a dime a dozen around that's here. That's right, buddy boy. Uh-huh. Or couldn't you like maybe throw with a heavier sheaf, slightly heavier, kind of overweight throwing? You know you could, but I think that sometimes the problem with overweight throwing is it screws your timing up. Screws uh. your timing up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you can if you're working on strength, but then it really you, you got to redo all of your timing for the normal weight. Yeah. Because a lot of guys will, you know, uh, will throw with an overweight stone. Yeah, but yeah. if you're throwing you know. bales of hay, that'd be overweight. So, pretty much, you're right. Yeah, but it's a different kind of motion because you're you're not. Yeah. you're just you're doing a. I think you're it, doing a high pull. With if it, you're asking way. what exercises would translate best, right? I would probably say anything like a power clean, a power snatch, Gene, something where you're Gene's generating a lot of power in a short period, a short range of motion. Right. Gene Flynn said in his interview with us, um, high poles. Mm-hmm. Lots Absolutely. of Absolutely. Because you got the, those traps really get engaged. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Um, our second question is from Chad Olam. Let's of go back Topeka, to that other question. Kansas. Hang on. Well, let me stop this for a second. Okay. There's an exercise I invented, actually. I don't know if you've ever seen my videos. Have you seen my videos? I'm uh, aware of your videos. How could I miss them? Well, the video where I'm actually challenging. Uh, Barouche do a sheaf off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I called them out. Yes. Well, I take a rubber, uh, one of the big rubber bands. Yes. I wrap it around a uh, the bottom of my power rack. Yes. Stick the third, the, the middle tine of a fork into it, and I do pulls with it. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That that mm-hmm. actually looks like it would be really good. It's actually a little progressive resistance So you there, just need you some know? super bands, people. You can get them on Amazon. Pretty much. Yeah. Interesting. So I think that probably would translate pretty good. That would be good. And you can do it inside. You don't have to have a bag flying off the fork, so... Hell, if you want to, if you don't have a bunch of weight stuff, go grab a shovel, find a place where there's a bunch of dirt, and just flip and dig and pull hard. Dig and throw the dirt. Yeah, I mean, but, but don't do it like on a big, nice lawn in front of us, a house where <laughs> no, somebody lives there. No, that'd be funny. They might get mad. That'd be funny. They come out and they're all pissed off. You're like, what? I'm training. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize. Oh, you're a sheaf thrower. Of course. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't recognize. Next time, it just first. ring the doorbell. I have a sheaf you could throw. <laughs> right. Exactly. Jackass. Now get off my property. All right. Our next question is from Chad Olam. I like Chad Olam. Topeka, Kansas. He's we, a good dude. We love Chad. Yeah, I do. He too. is a good guy, and he's from Topeka, Kansas. He uh, his question is: I hear people say to stop your fork at the shoulder to pop off. Oh. Anyone else hear this horrible myth still? Question mark. Steph, you know Stephanie uh, from uh, 
Kalamazoo, Michigan actually had a uh, a pretty good answer to that. What was that? What I was thought it was candy sprinkles. Yeah, um, Chad. <laughs> All respect, dude, but I don't think you should be using your fork to pop off. <laughs> oh, hey, now. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's nudge, a joke. nudge. That was a good one. I like that. Um, I, but seriously, I mean, do we want to address this? Yeah, let's address blocking it. Blocking thing? Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's it's referred to typically as blocking. Yeah. And I think there's um, both uh, opinions on this, whether you block or not to block. That is the question. That is the question. I think yeah, we talked about this before. Yes. You know, I mean, some... Some guys choose to block. Some people follow right through it. Some guys block, you know? yep. I, if, if I think of the two two of the better, best chief throwers that I know, yep. I, I go with... Other uh, than you and me, of course. Uh, duh, present <laughs> company accepted. Yep. Um, I think about uh, Gene Flynn. Yep. 36 plus, 37 foot chief thrower. Does not block. Does not block. He follows right through. Follows okay? through. And watches the bag the entire time. Yep. Um, and then you got the guy who just he he broke that record, uh, Miller, Brady Bra- Miller, Brady Miller, and yep. he does block. He does, you know, Qu- quite hard. It's a very subtle block, though, right? But it's there, right? Okay. Yep. So you yep. know, I mean, it, it's each his own. I think the block is more. Um, it's interesting. I don't. It's it really isn't about translating any power. It might be. It might be. I think it's more about just the flight of the bag. What you personally on the flight of the bag like. The fork might have some influence on it too. Of course. If it you've does. got a more springier tine, that might get more off a block than it would off of a push follow through. True. Well, I know with the, the candy rain fork, myself and the other women who've used it, because it is springy, they find the block works good and it flicks off the bag and flies really high. That's a nice set of tines on that fork. Yeah. Interesting. I'm jealous, actually. So I don't think there's one way or another, and and uh, and Chad, I don't think it. I mean, he's probably being facetious here, but I haven't. I, I don't think that's a horrible myth. I think it's just both are fully in use, and people who go really high use either. Well, you know, and the thing is, is the myth might come from when I was when when we were trained to do sheaf. That was actually how they trained you, right? You, you, you got to block, you, you stop you it, you pull your trap your high, hand. and you, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. Find what works for you. You do you, Chad. Yeah, do yourself, Chad. Pop off on your own. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. Uh, sorry. Our next question is from Robin, uh, Brave Sir Robin Kniebel. From Roseburg, Oregon. Roseburg, Oregon, yep. Um, his question is, really quite important, serious, deep-seated uh, question here. Why doesn't Tarzan have a beard? This question has plagued me for years. Hopefully one of your lo- uh, one of you lovely gentlemen will have the answer. Interesting. Primarily yeah, pointed at us. Yeah, although, although we've got some answers from the crew. Um, our or peanut, peanut gallery. The is peanut like gallery. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Security Dom says Tarzan was actually a tranny. That's why no beard. Interesting. Well, you know, Dom, I'm going to answer Dom on this one. You know, don't bring your fantasy world into the real <laughs> life, okay? You know, <laughs> you, know, if, you know, if you want to walk around swinging from trees, pretending, you know, whatever, right. just shut up. Candy Sprinkles, you had one on this, yeah? Yeah, I said maybe Tarzan had, because you hear all the commercials on the radio for low T, gentlemen, and you're suffering from low T. So if Tarzan had low T, that would mean the lack of a beard, possibly. Mm, it's low true. testosterone. But then my question would be, he'd be, you know, Tarzan would be like, Jane would be off somewhere in the jungle screaming for help, and he'd be like, mm, fuck that, I'm, I'm tired. Right. I don't really feel like chasing after her, so, you know, I'm not going to swing from a vine. And, Interesting. You know. Yeah. 
So that's not right. This is the me- he is Big Daddy is the medical professional. So well, you know, and the thing is too about Tarzan, he's a fairly muscular guy, so you know he's juicing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's that weird juice. It's that uh, gorilla urine juice. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's he, tough stuff. Gorilla mist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's made from the uh, semen of uh, full of silverbacks. Yeah. Silverback gorillas. Uh huh. I gave some last week. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's get on with this. Uh, Roger Saunders has an answer here, which is good. Oh my God. Oh, gosh. hang on here. Oh, we got. We're in a studio, and somebody's banging on our studio door. It must That's be fans. Awesome. We got yeah, fans are here. That was that was our mascot Abby barking when as she does always at the door. Yeah, go away, it's mascot crazy. fans. It's crazy, exciting. Let's continue if we can. Well, let's keep the door open and have a conversation. Yeah, don't while shut- we're on the air. <laughs> don't. Don't shut it? the door and talk outside. We wouldn't want that. What was that? The delivery man? Yeah. Oh. What the heck was that, Candy Sprinkles? That was one of our neighbors returning a piece of equipment we had loaned him to fix his car. Ah. Mm. In 1958. Very, Very kind. Um, all right. Roger Saunders says, Tarzan had no beard for the same reason he and Jane never had kids. His wolf parents had made him uh, into a eunuch when he was young because they didn't want any grandkids as ugly as he was. Evidence? Did you ever hear Tarzan yell? His voice never changed. Also, there was never any evidence of pain when he swung around the jungle with that uh, ripe, that vine between his legs, no matter how far off the ground he slid from the rope. What is wrong with you, Roger Saunders? <laughs> That's what a, do you smoke, <laughs> drink, or chew? Gandalf had a very in-depth thought process he, on he, that. He felt very strongly. It doesn't about sound it. like he put thought into it. It sounds like he lives this. Like he actually, <laughs> you know, this is like his life. Interesting. Well, we really hit a nerve with Tarzan and Roger Saunders. I think so. I think maybe he's worried about his vine swinging. Why don't you worry about right your now? brother and his egg is eating problem? <laughs> All right, um, our, uh, we got another question so here. Do we have we don't have an answer for why Tarzan doesn't have a beard. A conclusive answer. I do. I, I've got an answer. Yeah, go ahead. He shaves. Yeah, exactly. thank you. Yeah, he shaves. Oh, now you want to talk? He's got a knife. Everybody knows Tarzan keeps a unscabbard uh, knife on his side. A what? Unscabbard. Ah. Yes. Or unsheathed. Unsheathed. That means without gonorrhea. Yes, no. exactly. <laughs> That's unscabbed. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> and uh, he, he keeps that. And, he, and of course, it's slightly rusty, but he's a manly <laughs> man. And he just, you know, cranks down the side of his face with it. Huh. That's why. Hmm. What's, his, uh, what's his sidekick? The monkey. Bobo? No, that's you. <laughs> You're Bobo. You're Bobo the monkey boy. Uh, Rupert? Rupert Bobo the monkey boy. Yeah. Cheetah? Mm-hmm. Cheetah, cheetah the monkey is cheetah is no monkey? cheetah's not a monkey. Cheetah's a cheetah. Well, then <laughs> like what's the cat, monkey's like name? The cat. Candy Sprinkles is going to look that up in the old toonie box. The monkey has a rough tongue and it licks his face. A rough tongue and all the beard comes off. <laughs> That's not right. I know it's not. He right. actually doesn't have hair on his body at all. Really, Tarzan is fairly hairless. Tarzan waxes. He does because he's got no chest hair. You know no. Arse hair, back hair, yeah, ear a, hair. 
underneath no. underneath well, that damn loincloth is a Persian rug. <laughs> Tar- Tarzan He's got is barely hairless because he was originally portrayed by Johnny Weissmuller, the Olympic swimmer, and swimmers shave their body hair so they're faster. That's not why. Oh, that's that right. That is why. Tarzan oh, but, came from oh, Johnny Weissmuller. Oh, yeah, because Tarzan was never in existence as a concept before the movie. That's what she's saying. No, it was a, it was a concept that's before, ridiculous. but I'm just saying that's why the po- that's where the popular Tarzan portrayal com- came from. Tarzan in comic books was also clean shaven, right? Because they didn't draw hair in comic books because it was unseemly. The, uh, what? <laughs> somebody make- should tell that to the Europeans. Yeah, somebody- okay, and for the in- for the record, it was Cheetah, the chimpanzee. Thank you. Wow, interesting. He had a monkey named Horse. <laughs> Yeah, there he is. (laughs) All right. Um, We have another question. Yes. This is from Bowler Hat in Scotland. Wouldn't use his real name. Do you think a Vegas casino in the Highland of Scotland will work? I do, except for one problem. What's that? There's no Indians there to run it. (laughs) (laughs) You mean mean feather, not dot, right? Feather. What? To run a casino, anybody knows this. Except in Vegas. If you don't live in Nevada, okay, it's illegal to run a casino all over the world unless yes. you have Native Americans slash Indians yes. running it. That's a, that's a known fact. Everybody, you can check it. <laughs> that's that's why it would never work. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think there's other reasons. Thank you, Bowler Hat from yeah. Scotland. How about this? This is from Thunder Ray. Thunder Ray Shahavitz. He is a former AD... Who rides in a golf cart with a megaphone, considered the Pope of Highland Games. Yes. <laughs> He's the Pope of the Victoria Highland Games. Yes. Yeah, but obviously uh, when some blue nose. And they, and, they would inv- and they would actually vote for them again. They would be voted. This person could be voted into, say, a council position. Yeah, like a high council position. Right. Within the city of Victoria. That's crazy. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. Canadians. Those damn Canucks. Yeah, they're funny. They're so they? funny. Hey, what's the difference between a Canadian and a canoe? What? A canoe tips. <laughs> Hello. That's good. Hey-o. And Big Daddy has just gotten his Nexus card revoked, and he will not be visiting Canada anytime soon. No, no. we got to get ready for this. We gotta get, I'm swimming to Canada. we actually got to get ready for our uh, our Canadian fun-loving bashing because it's almost Victoria's season. Yeah. We've got another two months. We're, we're getting real close, brother. Yeah. Six weeks. All right, six weeks. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Seven weeks, and we're going to be in Victoria. Man, God, I love that our time favorite of year. place. All right, and then uh, our final question. This is from MV of Louisiana. Is there enough room in Highland Games for two flamboyant male sock wearers? <laughs> interesting. Uh, interesting. Well, you know, one of them recently mm. moved to Masters. True. You know. True. So, oh, so he's probably okay. There is room because one's in Masters and one is still in the uh, in the uh, lower class pro young guy class. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh huh. Interesting. I don't think there is. There's not enough. There's there isn't room for two I flamboyant think, sock wearers. Pretty much. I think one of them needs to be full on retired before okay. another person can pick it up. Interesting. See, Interesting. I, I disagree. Do you go ahead? Do you candy sprinkles? Do you disagree? I think, I think there is room, but what I'm going to say to MV of Louisiana, thanks for writing in. <laughs> Step up your game, man. You can go so many places with the socks. You've only started to touch the surface of it. So go hard or go home. Yeah. I'd like to see someone uh, who's into colorful socks wear some of those um, 
knit socks where the like there's a lamb knit that's three dimensional on the side that kind of flops around. That'd be funny. Like sheep socks when you're throwing sheep. Sheep, sheep socks. That's disturbing. Interesting. I don't like that at all. Mm. Huh? Yeah. Well, I got another. We got another question. Yeah. What's that other question, Big Uh, Daddy? This is from a guy who only uses initials. uh, J B D O. (laughs) And uh, he wants to know uh, the hokey pokey. Is that really what it's all about? (laughs) Answer: No. No. It's only a portion of that. Would you put your right foot in? You put your right foot out. You put your left foot in, and you shake it all about. Stick your hokey pokey up your big fat rear. That's what it's all about. Ow, ow. She's heard this before. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and that's it. That's our questions for Ask Fork Talk. Yeah, the old mailbag is shut for another episode. Shut down that mailbag, and we are out to the outro. Roger that, brother. So when did you know you wanted to be a model? Hmm, I guess it would have to be the first time I went through the second grade. I caught my reflection in a spoon while I was eating my cereal, and I remember thinking, wow, you're ridiculously good-looking. Maybe you could do that for a career. Do what? Be professionally good-looking. Yeah, baby. Turn it up. I love that song. Yeah, Big Daddy. Yes, it's indeed. The, it's the close of the show. That's it, baby. Oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Nobody sings like Rod Stewart, eh? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, indeedy. Well, thanks, uh, everyone, for joining us on our anniversary episode. Roger that. Celebrating one year of Fork Talk. One glorious year. One glorious year. 365 days. True. How 366 many, on a leap. How many minutes is that? How many hours? A lot. A yeah, lot. very many. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for uh, all of our um, our support and sponsors. Yeah, um, I've got to thank the mattressranch.com, right? Mattressranch.com. And also... Clevenger Sheaves. Clevenger Sheaves. And Forks. Yes, excellent. Um, All the way from Topeka, Kansas. Yeah, baby. Uh, Thanks also to uh, our Facebook likes, up to 636, as you said, I believe. Yes, indeed. So that's good. And um, the Fork Talk podcast comes out twice a month. Questions or comments, email us at info at fork-talk.com. You know, we have never, ever gotten an email. We haven't? (laughs) No. I think everybody always hits us on uh, Facebook. Well, maybe we're message. getting emails. We just haven't checked them. No, no, no. The, I've set this info at Fork Talk uh, up to go to your email address and my email address. Oh, I've been getting them. I just delete them. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was spam. Uh, just kidding. Um, just kidding. Or Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. That's where all the action is, really. Yeah, you got that right, bro. Yes. And until next time. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that wasn't Uh, it. May the fork be with you. You are the sheaf to my fork, Big Daddy. Slanchamore, great health. Now you can get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. (laughs) Hey, it's been a hell of a year. Hell of a year. Hell of a year, brother. And I'm glad I'm in it with you, brother. Me too. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, see, I made I made Big Daddy overclamped. He I didn't know what to I say. I couldn't think of anything witty to say. Why don't you talk? Why don't you talk to Captain Quint? Well, you know what, Captain Quint, why don't you uh, get on your damn boat and get eaten by a shark and then say goodbye? <laughs> we out. Take it away. Farewell and adieu to you, fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you, ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she fork wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up.